Are we live? This is the Nia. This is the Righteous Vigilante Jamar Creek, and you're tuning in to Minds Wide Open. Hey, yo, check it out. This is Namestream. Never mainstream. You're tuning in to Minds Wide Open Media. Shout out to the Florida Vibe Directory. You're now listening to the best playlist in South South And welcome back, everyone. This is the Florida Vibe Directory. On today's episode, we got my boy Santi in the building. How we yo, doing? Yo, doing great, brother. Doing great. Great to hear. Yo, I was really fucking excited for this podcast. Uh, you know, like, I know we got way history way back, right? From from the corporate days. <laughs> corporate days feeding into, into our personal life days, into our, you know, involvement in the in the industry. It's been a long way back. The facts, facts, man, <clears throat> facts. So tell me more about that. You know, like I know you're very involved in the music industry, mm-hmm. um, and we just had a very successful event recently, Rockastella. Mm-hmm. You know, tell me more about your your involvement with that. Yeah. So it all it all I'm just gonna go in and bring it back to where it all started. Okay. Um, so my involvement with Rockastella it all began with. Essentially, I remember it was like a Friday night. There's this party that happens in Miami. It's called Secret Garden. Okay. Right? And, like, they do all these, like, experiential events. And, like, they focus really on delivering an experience rather than just making bookings for the sake of profit <clears throat> gotcha. of money or thinking what's going to happen. And I remember it was, like, super late at night. It was, like, at 12. <clears throat> I was still in high school. And then I messaged them. I'm like, yo, like, I really appreciate and, like, love everything that you're doing. Like, essentially, I just shot my shot. And then the next day, the marketing director, like, hit me back up via email. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, actually, someone someone responded. Yeah. And and then from what that led to is I ended up having an internship with them with Minimax. It's an experiential agency in Miami. Um, I pretty much focus on like email marketing and like just helping them out with the overall events and like really getting my hands dirty as, as one would say. And I did my internship with them and I learned a lot of mostly like, you know, email marketing, mostly like the general consensus of, of, of like learning everything that encompasses like producing events, everything that was required to putting up on like the, the websites, you know, shout out to to Matthew, Ohashi, and Richard. You shout know, out, shout out. The ones that took me in and, and showed me the world. And then based off of that, after I finished my <clears throat> internship with them, ever since then, you know, I I took the opportunity and then they also allowed me the opportunity to really like show my worth and prove my worth. Nice. And, you know, the internship happened and then I just started becoming more involved, the more so on like the management level aspect of it. Okay. <clears throat> they had like this like big like idea and trajectory that they saw me in and they just kind of just started throwing me in the fire. Dude, that's amazing. And I first started through Secret Garden. Um, Secret Garden, I started working with, with alongside Matt, working as like AGM. Gotcha. You know, pretty much just a shadow. Like anything that like, it was just pretty much his copy times two. So anything that he couldn't be around, you know, essentially in events, there's so many things that go like. So many aspects, bro. So many things. You don't realize how many hands are needed (laughs) to (laughs) successfully put an event. So like ever since then, the first event that I ever worked with them was Secret Garden and it was the AGM position and, and there was a nice um, vibe, you know, working together, you know, also that's very important in terms yeah, of like yeah. working. 
And I started working Secret Garden with them. Then I worked like a bunch of other events, right? Which then led me to be, uh, my first position was Command Center. Okay. Ragasala. Command Center, for those that don't know, Command Center is essentially the main house that relays all the information. Is right? that the little tent that's in front of a stage usually? Is is usually that okay. a, command center is essentially the one that's in charge of all the communications and okay. relays the information to all the departments. So I essentially had a team, right. right, of volunteers, of runners, of whatever, and anything at any point that anyone needed anything, I would just essentially what I like to call is putting out fires. Gotcha. And in events, yeah. you're, you're there's tons of fires all the time. And the they, fires happen, and they pop up in the most random places, bro. They pop up in the most random places. is is essentially just making sure the show runs smooth as gotcha. possible. Gotcha. I I started with them doing command center, you know, getting my hands dirty um, in that aspect. Uh, but before that, Rakasala, I worked. I would say like three or four secret gardens. It was more of a smaller scale. I want to say secret gardens, the events. It, they had uh, Winwood Factory. Nice. And I would, say, I would say it was around like 800 people. But it really allowed me to really get my feet wet, you know, and really understand all that encompasses. And, like, you know, I really, I generally think, like, everyone, for you to be able to understand the event business and, like, what it takes to successfully put on an event, like, you really have to see the back end. Yeah. Because, you know, because as a consumer, as an attendee, you're only really seeing, like, what's at face value, right? You're only seeing, like, what you're seeing. But, like, on the back end, like, I kid you not, at any event that happens, there's people just running around, running around, like, <laughs> losing their marbles, making sure things are getting taken care of. <laughs> and, and, yeah, I started with them in Secret Garden as AGM. Then Rockasella came about, which is uh, in our Basel. I did Command Center, right? But since I was working so closely with them, I was doing Command Center, but also was helping them out with operations. Gotcha. Right? So it was essentially the same thing. Just be, you know, whatever it is that needs to be taken care of, just make sure Take it gets done. Of. You know, luckily and blessfully, I built a connection with them where they allowed me room to, like, be free and, like, position thing. myself where I'm able to like help him out as much as possible That's like amazing. it wasn't really <clears throat> a fixed position it was like you know we see this potential you know you have the capabilities you know we're gonna throw you in the fire you know essentially that's how you're gonna learn and I started command center Recastella since 2018 wow right then the following year I did also command center in 2019 okay right um then after that, for this year, so the year before, it was supposed to be our fifth year mm-hmm. as far as, like, Ragasella goes. And this year, my involvement with them was also, like, on-site operations during the festival of it. But I also had the privilege of creating and managing the ambassador program. Nice. Right. Ambassador. The ambassador Anna, program. You were, yeah, yeah. You, were, you were part of it. I was in that. I was in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ambassador program, you know, it's, it's essentially, you know, it's, it's having a sales team. Yeah. If you want, really want to strip it down to the core. But what you need is someone to help promote the festival, you know. And in that, you know, retrospect, you have where you have to promote it on social media, which unfortunately, you know, in this day and age, technology and social media it's apps. necessary. Is necessary. Necessary. As necessary it can be, especially for putting on a successful event. It's it's needed. It's needed. It's definitely needed. That goes hand in hand with spreading the awareness and 
<clears throat> it was very it was a beautiful experience it was great nice because on top of you know managing and creating like the ambassador program and like what incentives to like give the ambassadors and how to motivate them and how yeah. to keep them you know engaged and excited but like at the same time you know also treated like a job where like you know we're getting the effective like job done and through that it was <clears throat> it was absolutely a great experience nice. i would say you know and also through events that's one thing that like you notice like you meet so many people from all over the world that dude i bet i bet everyone has like a certain involvement either they're in new york or in boston and and it's just great because it allows you to you know connect you to someone on something that you already share in common. Is there anyone that you met that you were like, holy shit, I'm meeting this person. Like, this is not what I expected to, to lead up to this. Um, I mean, I met quite a few people. Um, I know I met this one girl that she was also an ambassador that like, I'm gonna go and give her a shout out. Her name is Rekha Phillip. She is from New York, but oh. I kid you not, this girl, she, sold so many tickets and like she had such like a bandwidth and like you know because like you know you know how it is in marketing essentially like you visit an event or you take more consideration when it's someone that you know recommending you something definitely you know goes into the word of mouth definitely versus you know you seeing an ad Mm-hmm. And like I had a running joke with her, I told her I'm like, you had a whole plane from New York fly out <laughs> to Rockefeller. I don't know how you did it, but it's like it's amazing to see. And you know, also in my position too, it's it's about you know making sure that like she feels comfortable and happy with like the work that she's doing, and like you know, it's it's just producing and having a comfortable area, gotcha. like you know, within the team where like you allow your team to grow. I see. Essentially, I see. and like. And we had like a whole leaderboard, and she sold she like killing it. she killed it double double the amount of like Everything. where anyone else. And I was just I'm like, okay, this we need to do this, this, and that. I go, I look at the leaderboard the next day, boom, twenty tickets sold. Holy shit! And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how do you do it? Especially during our Basel, yeah. that you know, our Basel, there's very competitive, very competitive. People got so many events to go to. And then, then you trying to convince someone to buy a ticket to a specific event at Art Basel is a bitch. Because you're like, oh, I'm going to go to this event. You should come. They're like, well, I got Solomon at Space or something. You know, they got like, they got options. Yeah, they, uh, they have options. And another thing I would say with that ambassador role, it was a little bit challenging just because a lot of people are, are driven by price. I see. And like getting a discount code or you know like that's a that's a big factor that that plays into a lot of people's decisions but Rakasala being an independent boutique festival mm-hmm. like where you've you've been to Rakasala, we we cater to and and try to create an environment where whoever's there is because they generally want to be there mm-hmm. and you know and that translates into how people like you know socialize and like coexist in the same space mm-hmm. you know i've had experiences where i've gone to festivals and like everyone respects each other's space everyone is like it's great energy or there's been festivals where i've gone and it's just been like terrible it's been a terrible energy just because you this there are people people are there for the wrong reasons yeah and also the the audience that they attract like i i've been to festivals where people are just marinated bro like they're just, <laughs> like, my word for it they're sauced they're flipping down like transformers off the of drugs bro like it's just like i'm like yo i feel like i'm in a fucking psych ward here like i need to get yeah. out of here this is insane 
So I get is, what you mean. Is is exactly yeah? Because also too, like as an as an event organizer and as an event producer, you essentially want to create mm-hmm. the best experience for everyone. And in that same essence, you know, like you want to welcome everyone. Right, but you also want it to be that for whoever's there is there for the right reasons, and you know we're all like living happy, coexisting, having a great times. Cause like you know, if events, events are essentially where we create experiences. Right. You know, I I personally dabble and and enjoy events a lot. Yeah. That's something that I've realized as like I go through through life and get older. That events is something that I I am very passionate about because mm-hmm. you're creating experiences, you're creating memories. Definitely. You know, everyone. They may have whatever it is that keeps them busy, that keeps them stressed. But once you're at an event, you're at a live show, you know, it's just you decompressed in a relaxed state, like enjoying yourself, you know. And another thing that's beautiful about events, too, is that that I enjoy much more so about, like, music festivals is that you can meet anyone, strangers, like, you know how it is in festivals. You go somewhere, you want to see an act. None of your friends want to see it. Where I personally stand or the way I, type of person that I am is like, I love you guys, but I'm a Ventrov. You know? <laughs> yeah. I float around. You know, people say I'm an owl in events. Like, like I, I Avengers float around. out here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I float around. Like, there's been instances where I've been with a group. There's been instances where I've been like by myself and I mean people, but just because you're at an artist seeing that person, you already have one thing at least in common. That's true. With someone in that same space. Yeah. And at that point is it's just cool to see. You know, you mm-hmm. could you connect with people from all over parts of different of the world and mm. you realize, you know, like at the end of the day we all come from the same thing. We're all interconnected. Right, right. If you will. And the know? music definitely helps uh get us to that point. Um and one thing you touched on experience, right? So I've been learning because I've been to you know hundreds of events now, and I've been slowly understanding that the best ones are ones that really curate from experience. Like they want the person attending to have you know a whole world within this 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 venue or this this event. Mm-hmm. You know, good example. Of this is Elro, right? I think Elro does an amazing job at that because they got like fucking. You know, they got things hanging from the ceiling. They got people on stilts. They got dancers, mm-hmm. confetti. You feel like you're in a fucking, like a, a festival, but mm-hmm. it's just one show. And that's, um, I think that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's beautiful to see. So uh, Elro, actually, like I haven't been to an hour show myself, but I've, I've met people through like being in the industry. And I somehow stumbled upon one of Elro's like, core missions and it was like a 12 page pdf and like just my curiosity i was like all right i generally want to know what makes them so popular like why they're so successful and one thing that they touched on is that they really focus on the overall experience of the attendee but also they don't revolve the event experience based on the music like at that point to them music is just an added factor but you know the dancers, the confetti, like people on stilts throughout the crowd, and like the decoration and the music. The music is just a cherry on top, but it's just more so like you're living in a fantasy, essentially. Yeah. Like you're in a dream. It does feel like that. Is is, is exactly that. You know when you when you go to <coughs> events or when you do any activity that you know takes your mind elsewhere. Yeah. From like your current situation, you know everyone has stresses. Everyone has everything that they have to worry about. But once you're out enjoying yourself it's essentially what experience do you create for people in order for them to you know take their mind somewhere else live whatever fantasy they want to be in 
but <clears throat> also it gives him the space to create whatever memories you yeah, know that's true give him give him a safe space in order to take the idea and run you know that's that's something i, I always love to say you know is in in events and like Rakasala, I was telling you know like you guys are gonna create memories that are gonna last a lifetime. Definitely. You know, and it's just that nature. Like everyone's just like in such a good energy and like just wanna they wanna see the sunrise together. They wanna sit down. That's one thing everyone always brings up, bro. That ass. I'll be looking <laughs> at people and they're like, oh yeah, man, the sunrise. I'm like, <laughs> like okay, I guess the sunrise, the sun is like the major star of the show here. <laughs> it, it 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 is that. <laughs> Because Rakasela, so Rakasela is, is, is a festival that we have from sunset to sunrise. Um, so it's, it's, it's very beautiful because just like usually you start from the nighttime partying and the sunrise. But you see the sun go away. Then you have your adventures in the night. You know, you have the beach. Rakasela is, is held at Virginia Key, which is a, like a small little beach area by Key Biscayne. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's absolutely beautiful because you have space to get lost in the beach. You know, we have hammocks. You know, we have different installations where you can just roam around and get lost. Make it easy. Yeah. Make, Make it, it that easy. experience that you were talking about. We also had some drones. We had a drone show this year. Bro, I saw that. Tell me, that was insane. So how did you guys make that happen? So it was actually, <clears throat> it was the same people that did the drone show for the Virgil Blow show in Louis Vuitton. Okay. They partnered up with Life and Death. Life and Death is ran by Rebecca Lang and uh, DJ Tennis. Okay. For those that know DJ Tennis, phenomenal. He is a wizard behind the, the decks. De for sure. And we had the drone show during his set, and it was my first time seeing a drone show. Crazy. And it's, it's crazy. honestly crazy. I, I generally, my question is, like, I wonder how many drones take like, an L? does it take oh. to, like, <laughs> to take Are you going to say how many drones, like, crash into each other or something? <laughs> like, you just see them falling out of the sky. <laughs> like, like, it seems so perfectly organized. It's so precise, yeah. But, but also, it might thinking too from like all the movies that i've seen i'm like what if all these drones just like hit a switch and they just turn against you you know <laughs> they just turn into fucking comets coming down like little meteors hitting everybody like oh, is, is that have you seen have you seen the movie uh i am robot I think yeah yeah i have seen i am robot is that is, is that you know you have everything all the technology but boom something switches and then now you know you just imagine just drones just coming at you at <laughs> speed you know, something with the code. <laughs> yeah, shit, that's funny. Uh, one thing I really appreciated is um, how precise it was, but, like, what visual aspect that gave the person attending the show, right? Because it kind of felt like... I remember sitting there looking at this and seeing all these lights in the sky. I'm like, man, if this was 50 years ago, people would be like, aliens. You know, you see, like, aliens doing things, but this is just drones making Rockastella written out in the sky or, like, swirls coming into each other. It makes you feel like you don't believe what you're seeing, actually. It's, like, really crazy. Yeah, it's, it's also very, like, unique experiences. You know, obviously, you know, drones, I do think the drone aspect is something that's new and, like, it's very fascinating and, like, how you can program hundreds of drones to all, like, be in sync and like plot in like their own little respective space and yeah. it's i don't know the full spectrum of how it's done but i do know it's a lot of programming and even with technology some things could happen where it doesn't go right but it was honestly such a beautiful show to even see like at that scale how just little lights in in the sky can form like waves or like a tunnel or like this 2d effect and yeah. like it adds to the element because you're seeing your favorite artists you're having you know you're spending time with your friends 
everything's amazing. And then all you just see these lights in the sky, just say Rakasala, like more movement and like it goes beyond the usual experience that one experiences, right? Um, with events especially, you know, obviously it is a very saturated market Definitely. or where also people go in there for the wrong reasons. Definitely. You know, you have people that go in there for the sense of profit, for the sense of image, for the sense of recognition. But, you know, like many other events, like Rekasela is one of those things where we simply do it for the love of the music, mm -hmm. for the love of being able to create experiences with friends, mm. strangers, mm -hmm. you know, meet new people and just, you know, just overall for, for the love of the of the industry. Definitely. You know, I see that. I see that with the, the way the event is curated and just the, the advertising. It's it's truly a phenomenal event. Um, one thing you mentioned to me earlier was that you said you managed as well, like you managed artists. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so... When I first started, my I would say my, my event experience started with when I first interned with Minimax and I started managing, like, events, right? And my brother, also, too, he's a reggaeton artist. His name is Androx. Um, shout out to Androx. Shout out to Androx. Androx, <laughs> Miami boy. <laughs> and I was helping him out with the marketing aspect, right? Because <clears throat> I went to school for marketing. I was helping him with the marketing aspect as far as YouTube, right? And okay. then him and I kind of created like a strategy and a template on how is best, you know, to market yourself as an artist. Obviously, you know, you incorporate traditional marketing values, you know, where you either want to put an advertisement and everything, but specifically with music and anything artistic, it's, it's it goes back to the same thing as like word of mouth. Gotcha. Right? It's different someone recommending someone to you, you seeing a new song in a playlist, mm. essentially, versus you seeing an ad. And I remember one of the campaigns that we did was um so in spotify and apple music and many other platforms there's a lot of people that create a lot of playlists right, right. and they have a good amount of traction you know because it's curated and the strategy was you know just being placed in the top playlist right because at that point is organic people stumble upon you organically it's strategic yeah. it's strategic but it's organic you're not seeing an ad like the ad more so just serves as a purpose to just re-imprint that image mm -hmm. in your head mm -hmm. you know it's essentially you have to see things at least seven times for it to be remembered yeah you know especially in this day and age where there's an abundance of information that just <laughs> like it's very hard to like remember <laughs> you know and <clears throat> he had a launch for a music video right <clears throat> so so we're colombian right um gratefully Majority of our production for music videos, everything was done. We had like our team in Colombia, and that allowed us to capitalize on the currency exchange, produce great videos, produce nice. everything for a lot cheaper. Yeah, route, in you know? Colombia. Unfortunately, you know, as an artist, what it does take for you until you hit that breaking point is you need a lot of capital. A lot. And yeah. and capital is a is a big issue <clears throat> when it comes to terms like you doing it. On your own, right? So we had this launch of one of his songs. It was called Luna, right? And it got a lot of recognition and, and YouTube. And he got selected to be part of this YouTube camp held by YouTube uh, called YouTube Next Up, which was essentially 
the tech ten like next up and coming artists in their own respective fields and like the reggaeton and like Spanish music. You have boleros, you had reggaeton, you had someone with a guitar, and they had a seminar essentially like gotcha. a whole week seminar of events. You know, you had industry leaders, you had a director. You had someone that does the marketing for for artists, and it really dabbled into what are the correct what is the correct way of you know portraying yourself as an artist and using the online tools, right? Because in this day and age, is is a lot easier. I would, is, I would say it's easier and it's harder mm. to make it as an artist, mm-hmm. just because way back then you didn't have all the resources gotcha. as far as like the online world. Yeah. You know, so you have to rely on everything else. You but rely on labels mostly. That too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and labels is another issue where you you need to have a strong team, someone that really knows contracts and everything, because essentially, you know, as a label, as an artist, in terms of label, you become a product easily. Yeah. And it comes down like two numbers. Yeah. Right. And one thing that is very important to, you know, for an artist is that. Once like you reach a certain point, you need someone else that manages your aspect of like your artistry, right? Because like from what I notice is that as an artist, it's very hard to distinguish your artistic world and your artistic ideas of what you have for yourself and what you strive for and the business side of it, mm. of it, right? Because essentially, you know, as an artist, you you're portraying and you're creating all these things, right? But it's very hard to like not be prideful or like have your like ego into whatever that you're putting so like when it comes in terms of negotiating like you know when it comes to music business like you're it's essentially a business right and like you have to separate the artistic realm of it and the attachment that you have to it and how much pride you have into it and how much like love you want to give into it to for it to be as strategic as possible where like you're able to grow and like either you're not selling yourself short or you're not getting eaten up by by the big fish. I see. I see. Right. I think a lot of people, a lot of artists struggle with that um, because they would just want to work on their art. Yet this business side of it is like a whole nother realm that I think that's where it, it really helps having a manager because they can like take that off of your plate. Like, don't you worry about the the business. I got it. All you got to do is focus on your art. Mm-hmm. I'll get you bookings. I'll get you your shit where it needs to be just focus on your art and i think that's where that that um that benefit comes from now you're you're telling me all this and it it sounds like you learned a lot did you get this um mostly from your experience managing your brother well i i got a lot of this from managing my brother right so during that during that seminar that we had i remember towards the end of it um you know, also with like events and everything, like a big part of it is like supporting and like meeting people. Like networking is essentially being out and about meeting mm-hmm. people, right? You're really not gonna network or grow anywhere if you're on your couch. Yep. Right. So I was managing my artist, uh, my artist, uh, my brother, right? And throughout this event, I remember how like a closeout party where it was other artists and other things, and there I had the pleasure of meeting two close friends. Right, one and she's a graffiti artist, and then the other one she's an Ecuadorian artist. Right, so then we established um, a very well, like a good, like genuine connection, and through that it allowed me to, you know, open up new opportunities. She's a Ecuador, you know, reggaeton artist. Her name is Naisa. 
Naisa. Shout, Shout out, out to, to Naisa. Naisa. <laughs> <laughs> I had the pleasure, you know, of, of meeting her, you know, as a person and, you know, having a great vibe. And then as I started, you know, going through my experiences through events, um, I also worked this event. Uh, so the Super Bowl happened here in Miami. Yeah. Right. Big. We had the Buttex and I was managing an event. Right. And it was actually a funny story. Yeah. So I was managing at this event. It was it was at a mansion in South Beach. And right, it was at the mansion. My what what I had to do, I pretty much had to take care of I was artist liaison. Okay. I was artist liaison of like channel treads, right? So my job was to just focus on, you know, making sure he's taken care of, taken attained to. But where usually where my thinking is, and I think, you know, it's important that everyone adopts or has this mentality, I was like, okay, I'm already in the space. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's essentially whatever image, whatever idea, whatever image I present on myself to everyone, it's all like starting from scratch, right? I'm already in the space. So if you're already in the space, people are like, okay, there must be something. And I remember like they had like, you know, obviously, you know, being part by like Super Bowl and it was like by Budweiser, they had a lot of capital. So they had a bunch of artists flying in from like planes and like boats and like showing up to the mansion. That's right? cool as fuck. And then I see this one artist, he's like decked out in like a two piece, like he's like from Vietnam. He's like like super fresh. Flexing. And he's just coming just like whatever. And then like me being me, right? <laughs> I approach him, right? I just obviously you know how I am. Just being social, you know, yeah. just like whatever image is like Same at first he thought I was the owner of the house. And I'm like, no, I'm not uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the owner of the house. And then him and just started him and I just started talking. His name is Trong Hu. Uh he Trong is Hugh. a Vietnamese artist. Uh I would say he's like the Bruno Mars of Vietnam. Damn. If anyone searches up, he won, I believe it was like a Vietnamese American idol. Like the like relatively same version of Vietnamese American That's Idol. Insane. And well, as I was talking to him, like we were just vibing, right? I was like, I'm just gonna shoot my shot, just you know, just socialize, see wherever it goes. And then as I'm talking to him, he's entering from like the back and like all of a sudden I just see cameras around him and I, and I'm like, oh my God, this is... <laughs> it feels like now I'm like, you know, doing it. You're a part of this yeah. now. <laughs> I'm like, I took my, I took it way too far now, you know, I'm way part of this. So him and I connected like extremely well throughout the night. Like we had like a blast, like we connected, he's, I met his manager. And then from that connection that I established with him, you know, the same thing throughout that weekend, I saw him across the weekend, you know, it's about, you know, being thoughtful and like touchful. And like, we really established a genuine connection that when the pandemic started, he had an idea of doing um, essentially. So, you know how like Michael Jackson did a song, it was We Are The World. Yes. And it was essentially like just connecting. So he had the same thing. He wanted to bring and incorporate artists from all over the world into into uh, like a collaborative if, into, into, singing yeah, type of thing. Okay. Into into a collaborative song, right? And you know, him him and I being friends and like knowing that I'm also managing artists and everything, he reached out to me. He's like, you know, like I have this idea, you know, I would love for your artist to be part of it. Right. So from that connection, like if I would have never shot my shot, like nothing would have ever happened. So from establishing that connection, I was able to bring my brother on board for for the song. He represented Colombia. I was able to bring Naisa on board. She represented Ecuador. Wow. And like you just see like the video is like all these artists from all over the world. They're singing the the their song and it was it came out to be like a very beautiful song because it also benefited uh kids. It was from the U 
I believe is Unisec or something like that. Unisec. Okay. And it was, it was the song was beautiful. It was like we are your dream, we are the dreamers, and like especially in that time during the pandemic, it really allowed you know for everyone, all these demographics from all over the world that follow this specific artist to be connected to all these other artists from Globally. all over the world. That's crazy. Globally, so like based on that, you know, it's 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 it's, it's all like a snowball effect. You know, and like, it all started because you shot your shot. Because you're literally on that island. You're like, yeah. I'm going to talk to this guy. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to talk to this guy, right? I where, where I believe is, like I say, is like life is a performance. Yeah. Like at all times, life is a performance. You know, mm -hmm. you are whatever you want to portray, whatever you want to put on the table. You know, a stranger, a new face. It's whatever you want to present. Whatever you want to be. Right. And from that, you know, it's all like a snowball effect. It went from the YouTube with my brother to meeting Naisa to meeting, you know, Trong Hugh and then just having all these connections and just putting all the pieces together and essentially where where I stand is, you know, just helping like artists and everything just make it happen. I see. Right. I have both my brothers, you know, one's an actor, one's a reggaeton artist. Where I stand is more so just the business side of it. Yeah, you're the connector. You're the the connector, connector, you know, the the how to create how to creatively, you know, connect them or get them, help them achieve whatever it is that they need to achieve. You know, my parents growing up, they always been, you know, become a doctor, a lawyer, this, oh, this, and that. Both my brothers went for the dreams. And, like, you know, obviously as an artist, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's hard to, just like, shoot for your dreams. So I'm like, okay, I got two here. Mm -hmm. I'll worry about the business side, <laughs> about the marketing side. I'll let them, you know. Let them do that. Let them live the dream of being an artist. I'll, yeah. I'll figure out a different way. I'll yeah, figure yeah. out a different path. <clears throat> so, blessfully, through, through those connections and... I've been able to, you know, help out in progress for either of those. And even that experience, too, as far as the Super Bowl event, um, it was a great experience, too, because it allowed me to meet different creators and different artists from all over the world. Yeah. I met, you know, I met this other girl. Her name was Joma Majosi from Africa. And, like, people that they're doing amazing and they're having an incredible amount of reach. But you're not really aware of it just because you're not. That's not your world. That's not really your surrounding. Not your bubble. It's not your bubble. You see it and you're like, wow, they're killing it. Like they're killing it in their own respective space, and you're like, okay, they must be doing something right. Like, yeah. and it's just like projecting onto that. So, through throughout events, has been I've been able to meet genuine and and amazing people, and and really be able to like tie it all together. Gotcha. That's incredible, man. And I think it really speaks to the how much value you can bring to the table by just being personable and allowing just being yourself in the space, you know, especially <laughs> when you're outgoing and you can talk to, to anyone. Mm -hmm. there, there's so much value in that. I think people don't understand. Yeah, it's, it's that too. And it's, it's also, you know, you just have to like put yourself out there. So for any um, newcomer coming into the space would you say that's a major piece of advice or would you give them like they're like hey i want to be in music i want to i want to throw an event like what would you say they should do for any newcomer in 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 that wants to learn and and learn about the space i would say it's about putting yourself in positions where you know like because it's essentially events like there's a lot of like you know, you're in it for the wrong reasons or you, you're in it for the right reasons. And majority of the time, people give you the opportunity to prove your worth, mm. right? But it's not so much as like a clear path. Like mm -hmm. where people really stand out is that, you know, 
they give you the opportunity, let's say they give you a certain role, but it's all within yourself and seeing how on um, what you know and what values and what strong suits you have on how you're able to contribute, right? Because mm -hmm. it goes from either filling a job or filling a purpose mm -hmm. to filling a job and a purpose, but, you know, tackling or seeing all these other avenues that no one else saw that people are like, oh, shit, like... Like, this person is going wave above and beyond. Like, yes, we just gave him this, but, like, you know, it's about being proactive. It's about being on top, and it's about really showing that you're hungry and you want to, like, expand and grow as much as possible. I see. Right? Because in events, there's really so many things that you have to think about. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, the human brain can only hold so many things. Agreed. Right? So I say definitely, one, don't take things personal. Okay. At all. That's a, big, that's a big piece of advice. You know, people get hot, like for no reason. You know, they get heated. Yeah. Never think, never take things personal and always find the pockets in your situation or your opportunities on how you can grow, how you can excel, how you can take an idea or a small comment that someone says and just, you know, grow it exponentially. You know, it's also about really paying attention to, like, the small details mm. where, like, usually people in, like, casual conversation, they talk about certain things that they may need help on or that you know you could be great at. And it's just about taking those things and, like, really growing exponentially. Because one thing is, like, someone telling you to do something direct and you doing it well. They're like, okay, you did amazing. Thank you. But another thing is you picking up on a cue or something that you know worries them, or something that they you know needs help with them, but they didn't clearly instruct you to so. So when you do take care of it, or you do something, they're like, wow, like, I never told you to do any of this, but, like, I needed this. Like, yeah. I generally needed, like, so all you're this. you're showing your worth, you know, just, just off right off the bat in that way. Yeah, showing your worth and just, you know, showing that hunger to learn and, and grow. And, you know, there's room for growth for everyone. You know, it's just about finding and and really tuning into what your strengths are and like what you're able to contribute and bring to the table to to help it grow i see you know because as i say events there's so many things going on that you know sometimes something may slip off right like there's so many like it, it happens like there's an event okay someone tells you to do something and like okay you do it but there's many other things i got it taken care of but if you just keep your mind close to what you're assigned, you're not really going to grow. That makes sense. Essentially. That makes complete sense. Like, you have to think five steps above and beyond. Mm -hmm. Like, what they tell you to do, what you know you're strong at, what you want to do. And just, you know, also having the mentality and openness to take constructive criticism. Okay. And also really knowing when to raise your hand. I see. Right? Because a lot of things, like, obviously going through this, and it's, it's all a learning experience. I'm still learning as I go. <laughs> that sometimes what my issue was in the past is that, you know, like, there's a there's a fine line when you're new somewhere and you want to prove your worth and you want to impress everyone. But what happens a lot is we take up a lot of stuff on our plate. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to ask for help, you know, like, it's okay to, like, need assistance, right? Because when you try to do everything all at once, what ends up happening is you do mediocre and everything, but not... You end up half-assing most of the things. I com yep, completely see that. For the for the sake of, of impressing. And, and at that level when, like, there's so many things on the line and there's so many, like, deadlines and, and everything is, like, it has to be done by a certain time, you know? There's really no time to waste. 
so it's having the critical thinking of of understanding okay i can do great at this i may be able to learn this there is a learning curve to this it may allow me to learn and and do this in a certain way but it's also okay like i generally don't know how to do this and my time learning will actually set us back or it won't be as beneficial or efficient you know and it's just about raising your hand you know asking for help when 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 help is needed you know essentially contribution and collaboration is something that is very important yeah yeah big time yeah. big time and i'm seeing that um you know what you mentioned like taking constructive criticism and also understanding that you can't do everything yourself right so um i think this is one point where you kind of got to face your ego sometimes because mm -hmm. you feel like no nah, man i'm king shit i could do all of this yeah and then reality slaps you in the face when you got someone like a higher up someone that you know you're trying to impress go you totally dropped the ball on this and you're like fuck mm -hmm. me <laughs> like, <laughs> so it slaps you you learn real quick like okay i need to be okay with asking for help and getting others involved where they need to be Corporate life taught me that a lot. You yeah. Know what I'm <laughs> but but on that music side, I could definitely see you know where that skill can can yeah. come in handy. And and also knowing how much your play can handle and how much you're able to handle with everything going on. Mm. I remember it happened. I want to say two years ago in our Basel, right? I was managing an event. It was like a diesel unweaving un unveiling event for a diesel condominium. I know for that event, it was like it had a bunch of celebrities, it had like Charlie Sheen, Perez Hilton, like every event has like its own like things that you don't really consider and like, right? I had that. Then I was also managing an art car from Burning Man, okay, which was the Fluffy Cloud, which was the next day. And it's then the next thing. day was like Rockastella. Ah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So like on paper, I'm like, okay, I could do all these things, <laughs> right? <laughs> but all these other things... <laughs> Involved so many things for me to consider that are not on paper that it all just fell into each other. And I kid you not, it came to a point where I'm like, holy shit, like I, I put way too much. On I, my I put way too much <laughs> on my plate right now. Right now I'm not drowning, but I'm just like frantic, just taking care of everything. Because like if you put so much on your plate and a lot of people rely on you at that point, you're like, that's too late to call for help. At that point, people already already assigned you to do something. You They're know, like you're gonna take them. care of it and. Like, I made sure to get it done. Like, I grew a couple gray hairs. I barely slept. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for, but for that same essence, you know, it's just really understanding how much you can put on a plate. And then also, I've had the privilege and, and, you know, to have such a great group of people that I've worked alongside with. But a lot of these events and industries is you only really have one shot. Mm. Oh, yeah, definitely. I can definitely see... Um what that would take, especially when you, you see the person that you need to talk to, you just need to fucking talk to them. Because if not, they'll disappear, and then you'll never see them, and then you never know. By the way, thank you for bringing this Saki. Yeah, sponsored. Sponsored Saki. You don't know which one yet. You don't need to, but this shit's fire. This is yeah. nice. Sue's up the, the vocal cords. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. But, yeah, and in, in that retrospect, I, I think, you know, Events are, there's there's room for growth for everyone, you know, to really grow and, like, take it elsewhere, you know. Sometimes things may be linear and may be obvious, but many other times, you know, as, as you've also had experience with events, like, there's so many things that have to be taken care of yeah. that it's either someone that gets assigned or there's something that no one even thought about that was important. Mm -hmm. That Like, it's just, like, the small details. 
I also had the privilege of working with EDC Orlando. So tell me about that. How was that experience? It was it was it was phenomenal. It was, was that with Insomniac? It was with Insomniac. Okay. So that was like my first like time or like event working. Like they had, they, I think they had, I want to say. I remember it was at the main stage. It was at the grounds. I asked exactly how many people were there, and they expected like in that precise moment there were like eighty thousand people. Holy! And shit. I think it was like Grizz on, and I'm just like here by the stadium, just lo- overlooking. I'm like, <laughs> there's a lot of people. <laughs> there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. I like the events I've done. Like Rockstar is like around four thousand attendees. Like every other event, it's been lower than that. But like once you jump from eighty thousand people, and you really see, and like it was a great experience just being able to see like. Because, you know, Insomniac, shout out to Insomniac and, like, Live Nation, I do think they've really figured out a template and a success formula in order to strive and, like, produce events at and mass scales scale and, them, like, you know? and scale them, like, out of, like, we're just, they're just pumping out events, like, literally, flyer man. after flyer here, there. And like They've been making some real strategic and finessing business moves, man. Like, when I started, like... Pre-pandemic, right? Insomniac was just known for EDC. And now, like post-pandemic, during the pandemic, they were buying shit up, making deals. Mm-hmm. Now, post-pandemic, these these boys got like a venue in Orlando. They got deals in Miami. There's not an event now that I see that's not Insomniac in some way. It's kind of crazy. You see the Insomniac logo there. Everywhere. They, the Insomniac, they capitalized off of like the pandemic. Like I, I do also know too, like before they just had EDC, I know they have EDC, they have Lost Land, they have... All these different ones. Invasion, Orlando, and like... What I realized, like, I remember we had a meeting and, like, the same role that I did in Rakasolo, let's say command center, right? It was a meeting and it was the command center manager speaking on, like, the whole meeting, but, like, at scale, like, a massive, like, hall room of, like, 200 plus people. And, like, you really see, like, their processes and everything that they have in place. Like, as long as you have a strong foundation and strong processes and how to go about things, that whatever event you produce, like you're able to have that as a guide mm. and just make sure the show runs smooth. But if you don't have a template and you're running like a headless chicken, just trying to figure out on the spot, like something's gonna go wrong. For sure. Like event in events, there's so many things that, that happen, right? That you don't really account for. I can definitely see right? that. For sure. Um, especially with the um chaos of something like an event you know like there's a fuck ton of people in one space everyone's drinking everyone's on their own wavelength you know so that leaves a kind of a big margin for error for in certain cases yeah you know but if you got a good team and you got a process like you said with insomniac like things fall into place as they should Mm -hmm. you know yeah because at that point you're just expecting it to happen and you know exactly what needs to happen so tell me what's next for you when it comes to music, what do you feel you want to accomplish? Maybe like a, well, what is well, what's next? Well, definitely. Well, right now where I'm focused on right now, I'm not really managing artists like actively. You know, obviously I'm I'm one of those person that is, I know the word in Spanish. Say in Spanish. But it's polifacetico. Polifacetico. <laughs> polifacetico. And it just means, you know, just doing it all. That's you it. know, having That's the it. capabilities of doing it all. Right, where like I'm not managing um, Androx or Naisa actively now, but you know, if an opportunity presents itself where I can, you know, infuse my creativity, infuse the people that I work with, you know, make something happen beautiful, and you know, then that goes. But where I'm at right now, my main focus is, you know, on Ragasella. You know, I'm I'm 
constantly growing and evolving with them and like with the team like i consider them family and and i generally put so much passion and love into it that i just want to see it successful and you know Amazing. with everything like you also got to have the open mind to see rooms of improvement i see right because obviously as you produce an event as you produce a song as you produce art anything you know you got to leave that little bit of pride and that, that ego aside to be able to okay there's always room for improvement anywhere definitely you know okay i can improve here i can improve there i can improve this i can do this better this worked this did not work you know and it's just about making you know the overall overall experience for everyone right so my main focus is 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 actively growing and and seeing Ragastella grow into you know from an independent boutique festival you know to different locations all over the world gotcha right and just really helping you know build out like a solid core like ambassador team and making sure that as far as operations you know any fires that we had to put out during the event that they're not really taken care of you know that they're yeah that they're they're they're, they're, they're taken care of right and honestly whatever opportunity presents itself to me Sweet, know. sweet. That's amazing to hear, man. I think uh, you're definitely going to accomplish big things, especially with um, the amount of passion you got for what you do and the detail that you put into your work, which is speaks a lot. Mm -hmm. um, where can the people find you on Instagram? People can find me on Instagram at Santi Orozco with two eyes. Two. So... Not just one, two eyes. For those that know, everyone added an extra letter in their name. <laughs> so Santi with two eyes, Orozco on Instagram. All right. Facebook, I don't usually use. And, you know, on Instagram, I have my other links. I also do film photography. Amazing. You know, like, I just try to, like, incorporate all the things that I love into what I'm doing. So, for example, in Rakastella, like, I was managing doing side operations, but I also had my film camera on me. Gotcha. You know, I was just gotcha. taking pictures, just you know. Pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just seeing how I can, you know, how I can, like, infuse my creativity, right? So, there's actually, there's a Greek word. It's meraki. Meraki is a word that I absolutely love. Meraki. You know, to the point where you it's on my screen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, But it's essentially, it means is to leave a piece of your heart, your soul, your love into everything that you do. Right. And once you adopt that mentality, like in anything you do, you give it 100 percent. You know, you infuse your soul, you infuse your creativity, you infuse your love. And once you do that, you know, things naturally grow. I see. Right. Because once you have asked things like things are not going to grow, you're not really going to excel. You're just doing it and it becomes a chore. Yeah. Right. But if you really give it your all into whatever it is that you're doing, you know, especially in events, if you're producing an event, let's say you're setting up a VIP area. You know, just making sure it looks nice and titty up and presentable versus just going the easy route, you know, oh, no one's going to notice. But at the end of the day, People everyone notice. notices everything. <laughs> and that's one thing I, I learned working with, with EDC is that they pay so much attention to detail and experience, you know, where there is your bar you're hiding the barricades or you're hiding, you know, the area or you're not showing like a certain part that will deter away from the experience. Like the attention to detail is something that is at that level. I, I tell you is I was honestly impressed. Wow. Like to the small details, I was like, you know, I've worked many different events with many different people. And like to someone I usually overlook, 
right? But even at that point, you're like, okay, no, let's make sure this looks pretty. Let's make sure it's like this. You know, you got a position like this. Like all that carries a long way. Wow. Okay. So I can see it. And I think um, that speaks volumes for anyone trying to get into the industry. It's just Meraki, right? Meraki. Meraki, bro. (laughs) Just put your heart and soul into it and don't half-ass. You know, like make it an experience. Make it an experience and then also make it genuine. You know, a lot of people recognize, you know, and I'm always open to connect or share ideas with with anyone, especially, you know, Rakastella, if anyone wants to be involved, you know, wants to be a volunteer, they have any idea to put on the table, you can reach out to me either through Instagram, Santi, with two eyes, (laughs) (laughs) two eyes, or Santi at Rakastella.com. Beautiful. Shoot me an email, we could be in talks, you know, and just, it's about helping each other grow. Hell yeah. At the end of the day. Right, you know, because events, it's it's all on like connections and like you could be phenomenal in something, yeah. you could be amazing, but if no one really knows you or if no one really knows that you bring this to the table, like it's not worth. You know, I know everyone, and this is very cliche that you know it's 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 about who you know, it's not about what you know. Right, right, and it's just really putting yourself out there and like especially in events, like you have to support, you have to show love to everyone else's events, right. It's about supporting, you know, a lot of things that we experience as event producers is that, you know, showing support is showing up, you know, you're running into people, you're seeing faces, you're like, oh my God, this person's here. They didn't hit me up for a guest list. You know, it's that same, it's that same message, you know, I have people that like just hit me up for guest list and I know, and I kind of just filter out, you know, where like what they want to bring to the table, what is it that they seek out of, you know, and I just prioritize like genuine connections that, you know, want to grow or like, you know. That they offer something is not just like, you know, get me in for free. Get me in for free. You know, because like you have to support. Mm -hmm. For you you to be able to talk about the industry, you have to eat, breathe, and live the industry. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be out networking. You have to be out supporting each other's events. You know, because at the end of the day, that's really what's going to power it. And that's something that Miami really is seeing. There's a lot of like up-and-coming artists from like Miami that like, they've all incorporated this sense of like self-support self-support system and like unison and really like driving the city as a whole Mm. as artists from miami Mm -hmm. not as an artist from miami i see you know there's a difference you know one is like i am an artist from miami competing against all these artists trying to make it out there versus we're all artists we're all trying to like make Make it happen and like express like expose and like show our art to the world but it's the same thing you know we live in a world where there's a lot of saturation and there's i'm sure there's countless of people that enjoy and love and really enjoy what you want to like what you're doing but they don't really know just because they haven't been presented like the opportunity or your art so it's about just helping each other grow you know like being humble like that's the number one thing yeah. Like being humble and like really helping each other grow to, in essence, you grow yourself. With them. That makes sense. Well, on that point, man, this has been an amazing conversation. <laughs> um, this is the end of our time, but this has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything you would like to t- tell the audience or anything like shout outs, you know, mentions that you would like to do? Um, as far as audience and, and, and shout outs, I, I think in life everyone just really has to go for for what they're striving for you know and like in life like you know it's about being strategic 
and like really going for it and following your intuition, but also knowing like when is the right time, right? You know, intuition is is a big thing, and half the time you don't really realize that there's a possibility in something to grow unless you go for it, right? But with that same thing in mind, you have to be strategic and really analyze your playing cards on the field so you don't run enthusiastically in the wrong direction, mm. which is what happens a lot, mm -hmm. you know? Running enthusiastically in the wrong direction is just you striving for a goal but not really understanding where your connections are, right? Because I feel... Like every connection you have is like one phone call. Like you only have one favor, you only have one phone call. So it's about how to play that strategically. So you're not calling it too early, you're not calling it too late, and just listening to your intuition and really analyzing your situation and making it happen. But really, like it's like the Michael Jordan is like you miss a thousand of the shots that you don't take. Yeah, like, facts. facts. You know, you just really have to go for it and stay humble and keep your pride aside and you know one door may close but the fact that that door closed you know that opened up five other doors you never know you know you went out to an event right just for the sake you know it's like it was a free event and you meet you know someone that owns a gallery and like it's just these things it's just about being out and about and just being open and to whatever and not really getting attached to expectations I see. you know just really going to it being genuine uh -huh. and let the outcome be the expectation because if you have expectations prior to anything happening you're kind of attaching yourself to the outcome and not allowing it to blossom mm. so regardless if things go that way or not you know it's either you're going to be delighted and surprised or you're going to be let down because you're holding yourself out to an outcome that you know may or may not be feasible yeah definitely you know? definitely well that's an amazing note to end on and people <laughs> could really pick up on that because i there's there's a lot of wisdom in those words, man. Mm -hmm. Yo, thank you for, for joining well, us you. today, man. Cheers. It's been a phenomenal conversation. Been a pleasure. And uh, I look to definitely having you back in the future. Of course. But yo, with yeah. that, uh, this is the Florida Vibe Directory. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. This is Zanaya. It's the Righteous Vigilante, Jamar Creek, and you're tuning in to Minds Wide Open. Hey, yo, check it out. This is mainstream. Never mainstream. You're tuning in to Minds Wide Open Media. Shout out to the Florida Vibe Directory. You're now listening to the best playlist in South South Florida.